You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock on a kind of benign day two of free agency for the Arizona Cardinals. Haven't heard a lot of of their name rummaging around. A little fear of missing out going on right now with some bigger names still on the move. Hunter Henry getting signed by New England. That we had talked about him briefly being a potential target for the Cardinals, even though uh, you know a little out of the price range. Shaq Griffin, a name that Bo was high on, just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars for a nice chunk of change, twenty nine million guaranteed. It begs the question: Are we a year removed to the day? From the Cardinals trading for DeAndre Hopkins, are we in line for another offseason like we were in for last year, being very front-loaded, trading for DeAndre Hopkins, then signing you know, Jordan Phillips, Devon Kennard, Devondre Campbell, uh, etc. later on down the road is a little bit more you know, lower-level moves, helped the defense, helped rise the floor of the defense from where they were in 2019, but didn't really add that much impact like other teams had done through the offseason is that what we're in for? And, Bo, I'm going to start quickly. Are you nervous that we are going to live the Sunny and share Groundhog Day that we did ahead of the 2020 season? Because through day two, there's way more fear of missing out at this point than there is actual new faces on this roster. No, I don't have any of that fear. I don't have that FOMO. You keep on saying fear of missing out. Don't say out. FOMO. Like, See, I didn't say FOMO. I said fear of missing out. But it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Anyway, uh, happy DeAndre Hopkins anniversary. And that that's where you should kind of relax a little bit. It's like this, this Cardinals team over the last three years, ever since just the brutal 2018 campaign, look at what they've added to this roster. Um, uh, you know, they've got uh, Kyler Murray at the quarterback position. He was a pro bowler last season. You've got DeAndre Hopkins, who's an all-pro type guy. You just added J.J. Watt. You've got Chandler Jones coming back. You have Buda Baker. You have an immense amount of talent on this roster. You know where the holes are, but it doesn't mean, oh, just because Corey Lindsley and Joe Tooney are off the market because a pair of teams front-loaded their contracts and paid these guys who are you know either over 30 or approaching 30 a lot of money. Um, I don't have any problem with that. They just lost that on a, on a bidding war. I mean, the Chargers, they know who their quarterback is. Their plan is it's its coming to fruition, it looks like. They've added two pieces to that offensive line. Now, I'd like to see the Arizona Cardinals do that, but I also won't like turn my nose up on if they, they approach it through the draft. I'd actually appreciate that more than a couple aging linemen. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's fair. And we're going to go in circles as this is very fluid. Second to second, things are changing. It's just, it's a stark reminder that the Cardinals don't have a safety net when it comes to the draft over the last couple of years, by and large. You know, look at what the Charters have done. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James. That's your defense. And you did it through the draft. And they've added pieces. They've added veteran corners throughout the time there. They drafted, they drafted Justin Herbert, hit a home run, traded for Trey Turner, didn't work out. They cut him. Trey Turner's still jobless at this point, somebody maybe to look at for the interior line of the Cardinals, depending on his price tag. This, again, is very fluid. And, and no, I'm not jumping to conclusions where it's all is lost at this point. I get it. I just hope that Steve Keim doesn't be like, you know, this is what I do later in free agency. I add pieces. 
you need to be able to adapt, and there's so many holes on this roster, Bo. Offensive line, cornerback, wide receiver, etc., that this free agent list is going to dwindle, and the top guys who are not taken at this point are going to garner probably more money than the Cardinals want to pay. So you need to figure out what you want to do at this point. And if I don't know if Steve Kime has a plan. Honestly, I don't. I never know if he has a plan. I think he has a plan. Whether or not it's a good one, that's that's up for debate. I think it's always up for debate with that. I mean, he, he is a guy that thinks he's had a lot more success than he probably has in adding guys after the initial pop. And uh, look, they got they they added an impact player. Y- you talk about it all. You use the analogy all the time, Alex. It's like it's either you get the birthday present or the Christmas present months before the actual holiday or celebration, and you're sitting there on the actual day, like, hey, where's my present? It's like, no, you got it. You got it at yeah, Toys R Us months ago. The different part this year is that it's, it's a 30 year old pass rusher, not a guy in his prime that's top at his position. It's a very different situation this year. It's it's let's hope that this works out. And if this does work out, great. Losing Hassan Reddick, most likely. Losing Patrick Peterson, that's still in the, up in the air. Josh Weinfuss had an interesting tweet that we'll talk about here momentarily. But it's a lot different than trading for DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. They gave a big portion of their cap, even though they've been able to add dummy years, dumb it down to $4.6 million uh, in, in, in cap space this year. It's still not the same as DeAndre Hopkins last year. There's a lot more work to be done. Yes and no. I mean, I think it just uh, it it just solidified the idea that this team that finished eight and eight missed the playoffs because of a regular season finale loss. That they were able to not. I mean, you have to take in consideration that you're also adding Chandler Jones back to this defense. You're adding two impact makers. Where if you look at the the entire first day of free agency outside of you can't count the Texans they might have added 10 players but maybe the the New England Patriots probably which teams have added really two impact makers to their roster to their starting lineup the Arizona Cardinals have done so uh but look there there are two glaring holes on this on this team one at the interior of the offensive line and the other a big glaring hole at cornerback that uh, I hope to have some sort of idea of which direction the team's going to go in the next 24 hours. Yeah, I mean, but they're not stable at running back or wide receiver either. It's a slippery slope. Like, yes, those are the two most important, but that doesn't mean that that there aren't other glaring issues elsewhere. I mean, they need to completely revamp this roster, roster by adding pieces where there aren't any in, in, the, in the receiver room, running back room, and cornerback room, and add depth across the whole roster. You know, like, it's not... This isn't a situation where you can just wait and see. Like, yes, th- yes, they pr- they got outpriced, outbid by teams that had more cap space. The Cardinals will be in that market next season. But you look at, so Kenny Galladay, probably not, even though it would be fun, it's probably not the best move for the Cardinals. There are still a handful of wide receivers, t- guys that we like, like Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, etc., that are still available. And they're probably not going to garner that much money. I mean, uh, Corey Davis got 27 mil guaranteed from the Jets. They had the money to spend. You know, uh, Rashad Perriman, or Nelson Aguilar, sorry, got a bunch of money from New England. Okay? But the Cardinals aren't going to be able to give three-year 26 mil with 18 mil guaranteed without sacrificing getting somebody for a different position. So they're going to be on the one-year deal train. 
after they're able to solidify a couple positions before that. They just need to solidify a couple positions now before they can go do something else. And with the cornerback starting to dwindle, Bo, I mean, it's like I am in this nightmare state right now thinking, oh, no, they're going to overpay Patrick Peterson. That's going to be the move where they give him 22 mil guaranteed on a three-year deal and it jettisons the whole foundation. I've been talking about this for two off seasons now. If they overpay Patrick Peterson, that will ruin what could potentially be a great situation here for years to come. That's the catalyst for positivity or negativity moving forward. The cap opens up next year. Even if they overpay Patrick Peterson, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Patrick Peterson, and we're going to get further into this conversation, especially when we bring up uh, the latest report from Josh Weinfuss of ESPN.com, the Cardinals reporter. But here, here's the thing. This is was a very talented crop. I don't think that there was a ton of – it wasn't at the as far as your tier one free agents. They weren't like eye-popping. Mostly the, the wide receiver position was the one that's the most intriguing in this whole group. There were a couple offensive linemen, but – there were some teams that overspent. They utilized their cap on those players in Lindsley and Tooney, uh, but it's a very deep crop. And I think that if the Arizona Cardinals miss out on these tier one guys, there's still going to be, especially at the cornerback position, there's going to be guys available that Steve Kime can add between now and the draft as far as depth and even adding guys that are starting caliber players. I'm, I'm not like... I don't think the ship has sailed on this team on the Cardinals because they missed out in the first 24 hours. Uh, they did all they really did was re-sign their guys that uh, were impending free agents outside of Hassan Reddick and P- Patrick Peterson. Like this is a team that has a lot of talent already on its roster. It was close to making the playoffs last year, and it's also a team that can still add talent and then also add talent in the draft. And, and fulfill some needs. And once those needs are fulfilled, I think you're going to be looking at this from a different perspective. You're going to be like, wow, okay. They did, they did fill in those holes. But if there is a glaring hole at cornerback, then yeah, then then it's time to hit the panic button. But 24 hours in the free agency or the negotiation window, I'm not I'm not about to hit that panic button yet. Yeah, fair. And, I, and I'm not there yet either. It's just it's a conversation that needs to be had consistently because fool me once, shame on me, Fool me a hundred times, shame on Steve Kime. Why do you still have a job? I mean, that's where we are. On on the other side, Bo brought up an interesting point about the salary cap ballooning next year uh, and why it still may not put the Cardinals in a favorable position and more on Patrick Peterson. We'll talk about both those things next. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, follow the podcast at Locked on AC Cards. Thank you to everybody who listens. Thank you to everybody who's been following us on our live streams we do daily now. We'll be right back. But first, I always love talking about our friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Listen, March Madness is here, man. Two days from now, we got the first four. They're going to be there for you all the way through the tournament. You can bet on anything you want there. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So go to the website or use your mobile device and sign up today. Listen, all you have to do, sign up, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. It's that easy. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Fastest 30 seconds you've ever seen. Alex Lancy, Bo Brock, locked on Cardinals. Bo brought up an interesting point before we went to break about how the salary cap is going to open up next year. Uh, the issue with that is 
the reason why the Jets and the and the Jaguars are favorable spots for free agents right now is because there's only a handful of teams that have that much cap space, that have that much money. When the floodgates open again for salary cap space next year, a lot of teams will have it. And the Cardinals are not a destination place yet. It's not it, it, it's not a death sentence like it'll never be. But as of right now, not yet. There aren't the Cardinals aren't a, aren't a team where free agents look at and be like, oh, that's first on my list. Regardless, we'll talk about money later. I want to go play for the Cardinals. It's inching closer. Who are those teams, are those teams? that where free agents want to go play? Yeah, who's who's like who's adding talent right now, especially within the last couple hours that are are going off those merits. I mean. Well, I mean, everybody's added a piece. Like, like the, the 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 teams that have added pieces, like the Chiefs, people like to go play for the Chiefs. The Patriots, people like to go play for the Patriots. I'm saying all in all, with all things considered, next year, when the salary cap opens up and the money's equal, and there's going to be restructuring next season also, I understand that, with all the front-loaded stuff that's happening this year, the Cardinals just aren't a destination place compared to other teams teams that have won that have stability in the front office that have a better head coach they don't have the pillars and haven't for pretty much the extent of their existence that free agents flock to in the traditional sense jj watt deandre hopkins trade kyler draft i mean i like i I get it but it, it is it's it's also Phoenix, the Scottsdale area, that's that's also appealing to, to free agents for sure. Would you rather go live in Foxborough or Scottsdale, Paradise Valley? I mean, the Patriots are able to add because they've got a they were a team, one of the few teams with a, an immense amount of cap space, and Bill Belichick got a hair up his butt and decided to open up the checkbook a little bit, told the cap strategist to figure it out, nerd, as far as, you know, making all those contracts work. I, I don't I this is not an indictment because the Arizona Cardinals have been quiet like on the organization and its ability to attract, you know, top-tier free agents. It's like the Chargers over they spent a ton of money on Corey Lindsley. The Chiefs, they cut two tackles, two starting tackles in order to make the money work for a guy like Joe Tooney. I just think that they got out negotiated. They had these teams had more money to spend. Uh, as far as KC, they were able to make it work like 4.5. I think that was uh, Tooney's cap number. But, uh, you know, it's it's Patrick Mahomes being a, an MVP, a Super Bowl MVP, and who wouldn't want to go play with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. I, we're not disagreeing about that. On that. You know, I just don't think that's... I was I saying starting next season, we, we ended yeah. the conversation last segment about Patrick Peterson getting overpaid. Okay, you said that the salary cap will open up in 2020, uh, 2022. It will for everybody. So that's not saying that the Cardinals should overpay him and it wouldn't be a problem because they have 2022 cap space to backload it on. Like it, The Cardinals need to be so meticulous with the money that they spend. And if they were to re-sign Patrick Peterson for more than his, than his market value just because he's been here for a long time and he was an all-pro during the first half of his career, I just think it's a, I, I think it's a mistake. Yeah, I just don't know if that's the direction they're going to go. I mean, the, pers- the, the what people, how they view Patrick Peterson, I'd be curious. Like I said, I was looking at Pro Football Focus, and he's, he was the 13th ranked 
corner available. Like that, like when you see the numbers as far as uh, Ronald Darby, who had a great season for Washington last year, he got a good contract. He got a very Logan Ryan-esque contract where it was like three for 30 with close to 20 guaranteed. And you see Shaq Griffin, who's 25. He didn't have a great season last year, but uh, it, it probably because it was because Seattle couldn't rush the passer at all last year. And those, those corners were just sitting out there just getting picked apart. But Shaq Griffin gets, what, $44 million. I don't think Patrick Peterson, unfortunately, is in that conversation. And it's probably going to take his representatives a while and the Cardinals, uh, you know, decision makers to figure out what's the right number for them to come to. I, I just don't – I don't think that you're going to see at the end of the day that if he resigns, that the team overspent or overreached because of just because they want to keep him in house to to retire an Arizona Cardinal. I, I don't I don't get the sense that the team wants is is going to overreach that way. Yeah, potentially. I mean, we'll see, and and I hope not. But that's the mo of Steve Keim. Even though we didn't draft Patrick, like that's the mo of Steve Keim, is to overpay for his own. What are they going to do with Larry Fitzgerald? Not at this age, though, not at this. Larry Fitzgerald's the exception. But everybody else, I mean, they like Clay as Campbell walk at Patrick Peterson's age. Yeah, and that was a huge mistake. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. There's a potential trade target that I want to bring up. And also, with some players already being signed, who is at the top of the wish list for Bo and myself to sign with the Arizona Cardinals? That's next, Locked on Cardinals. All right, it's that time of day to talk about rockauto.com. Again, I know nothing about cars, okay? Um, and rockauto.com makes it super easy for me to maneuver when I need a part, when I need some paint, taillights, whatever. I don't have to go to a chain storefront and ask anybody, feel awkward, and, you know, feel a little emasculated in the process. But rockauto.com, it's, it's super easy to navigate. All the prices are reliably low, and the prices are the same for manufacturers and do-it-yourselfers. So whether it's for your daily driver, your weekend driver, whatever, rockauto.com is where you got to be. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And also, listen, we know March Madness is ramping up, but so is Built Bar Madness. Okay? There is a bracket out for Built Bar flavors, just like a March Madness bracket. Today's matchup is peanut butter brownie versus coconut almond. I'm a peanut butter guy. I don't like coconut. I don't understand people who like coconut. But I'll tell you what. People love coconut uh, Built Bar so much that those flavors got first-round buys in this bracket setup. So even I can enjoy a coconut-infused Built Bar just because of how good they are. Built Bar, they're just good. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting uh, protein bar on the market for a while now. Remember, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing taste, and they're all chocolate-covered. Go to BuiltBar.com or to Bar underscore Built on Twitter and just reap in Everything. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Final segment here. I just 
I, Bo, I, I have carpal tunnel with my uh, inability to refresh fast enough over the last 18 hours, you know, 36 hours. Uh, it's been a wild ride. Corey Davis signed. There's been a couple a couple corners that have signed, a couple, obviously, offensive linemen that have signed, linebackers. The Cardinals, Bud Dupree, Matthew Judon went elsewhere, took a lot of money. Uh, the Cardinals, again, still have glaring needs. With Malcolm Butler still on the board, with Curtis Samuel, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay obviously would be a reach. If you're looking at this roster right now, and Alex Mack, your boy, still there, he's in his mid-30s, Probably only need a one-year deal. Do you trust it? Is is he that big of an upgrade over Mason Cole? Do you draft the guy in the in the draft for the offensive line? Is that the the target? Uh, the, is that where you should go here instead of signing an aging offensive lineman? You look at free agents. You look at positions. What's number one on the board right now? The number one position of need with some names coming off the board. Still the cornerback position. I mean, even if if you the. It, the who cares what they do with with Peterson? I'm like, if he stays, he goes. You still need, like like we've said before, they have four warm bodies signed to a contract at that position. So they they obviously have to add guys and and starting caliber guys because Robert Alford's not it. Um, they have to add it to the corner position. Like that's that's what I think is is the number one need. I mean, as far as your offensive line is concerned, it, it's not nearly where you want it to be, but I think you can get it to where you want it to be. You know, by the end of the draft, you've got your starting left tackle. That's good. You've got some options as far as the rest of the line. You still have Justin Pugh under contract. Uh, but at the cornerback position, you really have nobody. You've got guys that add depth as far as Byron Murphy. He's the slot corner. And then you've got Robert Alford, who, you know, I'm not going to rely on him at all. But you need to get a starting caliber corner. I think that's the biggest Thing that needs to happen next on this roster and then start to see what the market what market happens with this materializes with this wide receiver group so far it's it's just been Corey davis and it was the jets overspending on the guy from tennessee that i don't i don't know if if that's the market is that's what it's going to look like then i don't think the cardinals will be yeah in line for one of these guys that's but it's interesting yeah i, I mean, think i think they could absolutely get get a guy you know to play opposite, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, the cornerback room, the wide receiver room, and the running back room all look like Will Smith in the last scene of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in the house. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's still, there's no depth. And it's not even top-heavy on with corners and, and, and running backs. There's not one person in either of those rooms that you trust. Like, you can't trust Chase Edmonds to touch the ball 25 times a game. We've seen it. DeAndre Hopkins there. An interesting name, and I brought this up yesterday – and we'll continue to bring this up sparingly until he inevitably gets traded. Zach Ertz is an interesting name, again, because of the money that Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith got from New England. Now, obviously, Balloon, they had a lot of salary cap space. Johnny Smith has proven, I guess, that he's a top eight tight end. But, I mean, in that offense, with play action is so prevalent because of the the onslaught that they of Derrick Henry that they use. Who knows if it'll translate. If anybody will translate with, it's Josh McDaniels and that offensive scheme, regardless who's calling plays under center or in shotgun. But Zach Ertz, if I were to tell you the Cardinals traded Zach Ertz, the Cardinals traded a third-round pick in the 2021 draft for Zach Ertz, what grade would you give that? You said a third-rounder? Yeah. Because it, it, it's jumped up probably from a fifth. We talked about it from a fifth. 
I'm assuming he'll go for a third-round pick. Now, regardless of how much money's still owed, there's an out after the 2021 uh, year. So you'd be yeah. sending a third-round pick on a somewhat proven deal. It's about $8 million for a 30-year-old tight end who has showed flashes of being arguably the best tight end in the league with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey, at least in the same room. Yeah, he just didn't do it last season. And right. What have you done for me lately? I just, I'm I'm really hesitant on, on Zach Ertz. Philly is where he had all the success is is willing to part ways. They're just trying to find out what the best deal is. I I'm not high on Zach Ertz. I think that if he's if if you add Zach Ertz on top of adding another player, you know, to the offense, whether it's from the wide receiver or running back position, fine. But that's not the solution for, you know, fixing this offense where it struggled down the stretch. Now I and we haven't seen a tight end ever be, you know, a, a vocal point in this offense, or even be, you know, a secondary option in this offense. But he's more of a wide receiver. I mean, he's a wide receiver. I mean, Zach Ertz is a wide receiver. Dallas Goddard is more of the tight end. If Dallas Goddard wasn't there, they most likely wouldn't be moving on from Zach Ertz. I mean, Goddard's wit is more. I mean, Zach Ertz is a big dude. He can run the route. He runs. He's, he lines up outside. He lines up inside. He. I mean, he's an average blocker. I mean, he's more of a wide receiver in that in that regard, but I just like listen. This offense, this roster is getting older by the day. You're getting Hassan Reddick gone. If they bring back Patrick Peterson, the three of the four best players on your defense are 30 years of age or older. So right. I mean, you may as well double down at this point. The next couple of years are going to be paramount for the future before all these guys, you know, get into the the twilight of their careers. Well, yeah, and that's that's why the draft becomes it's so important that you have to continue to have you know not continue you have to have you have to find success in the draft, and you know outside of Kyler Murray you haven't found a whole lot. We'll see what kind of jump Isaiah Simmons makes, but if you do continue to add talent, and you have that good mix. You know, despite having some aging veterans that are that you're anticipating making an impact in Jones and, and JJ Watt, and who knows what happens with P two. But if you were to add, a, you know, regardless of what position your number 16 pick is, if he's an impact maker, it helps turn the roster over for the future. It's, it's, you know, Steve Kime hasn't shown the ability to hit on that. So we'll see. But it's it, it's got to be, it's got to happen, especially when you're staring down as many, you know, roster holes as they have. As you mentioned, you know, the linebacker core and the cornerback spot and the offensive line, those are three positions, and that's, probably too too many that are in flux at this point in the offseason but they can do a whole lot of work i think that there's the the available personnel to do so this offseason and in the draft we'll just have to see how it works out i'm not panicking though alex Clancy, bo brock locked on cardinals it's been up and down positivity wise today i do want to leave everybody with just a little mashup of what the last year has been like for the arizona cardinals on the day one year ago where they traded David Johnson for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins, the Arizona Car- the new Arizona Cardinals receiver, comes over from the Houston Texans as part of a huge deal and really as part of a salary dump for the Cardinals. They take David Johnson, their former starting running back. Best salary dump ever. Salary, send him uh, to the Houston Texans, and the Texans send back DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Shotgun. Murray out of the pocket. Seven seconds. Six seconds. Murray heaves it downfield. It is. Oh, it's caught. It is caught. DeAndre Hopkins. 
you know, in basketball terminology, this, that's what they call this. You know, when somebody get dunked on. But it was on three people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was um. You know, they were they were in position. It was just a better catch by I. Oh, and the legend of DeAndre Hopkins as an Arizona Cardinal was born. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked On Cardinals. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.